0: You're listening to The Honest Report, a weekly podcast analyzing media coverage of the Arab-Israeli conflict, anti-Semitism, and radical Islamic terrorism. Here's your host, Rob Walker. I'm Robert Walker, and welcome to The Honest Report podcast. Today, we are very honored to have Arye King as our guest with us. He is the founder of the Israel Land Fund and the deputy mayor of Jerusalem. Arye, welcome.
1: Thank you, Robert, for having me in your podcast and um, looking forward to this interview.
0: It is very much our pleasure. Um, I've heard you uh, speak uh, in person before, and of course you are uh, a popular speaker uh, all, all around the world uh, to Jewish and non-Jewish audiences alike. Um, so tell us, I mean, you really started the, uh, the Israel Land Fund. Um, tell us about uh, what, the, what the really the, the need for that was.
1: The Israel Land Fund's uh, main goal is to connect uh, Jews to the state of Israel, to the land of Israel, and to educate the importance of the connection between the Jewish people to the Holy Land. Education, it means uh, bringing people to see uh, where Jews lived in Israel in the past, and they were forced, forced to leave their houses, I'm talking about 1948, and even before, like from Hebron, like from East Jerusalem, and uh, and to educate people that, uh, according to the Jewish uh, religion, uh, we have a lot of commitments from, from, uh, from God uh, that are uh, depending in owning a piece of land in the land of Israel, meaning there's a lot of things that if you don't own a land in Eretz Israel, you cannot uh, fulfill some commitments that you should do uh, everything that regarding growing plants and trees, uh, fruit and vegetables, uh, and also the importance of uh, being part in in the battle that we're still in the middle of it, of the future of of uh, the nation of uh, of the state of Israel here in Eretz Israel because if we were used to to fight on our Country uh, at 1948 or 1967, uh, it's not anymore uh, a war using weapon. Now the the, the 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 battle, the struggle, the conflict is there on the land, and uh, it's important that every Jew will participate in this uh, battle because it's not f- it's not for me because I live in Jerusalem. Every Jew wants to see Jerusalem forever. The capital of the Jewish people.
0: So, so the Israel Land Fund then uh, purchases properties on behalf of, uh, you know, uh, individuals uh, and, and collectives uh, in order to sort of uh, uh, settle the land. Would that be an accurate representation?
1: No, no. It's important to to correct you. The Israel Land Fund is not owning land in Eretz Israel. The Israel Land Fund idea is to make it easy to every Jew to buy land in Eretz Israel, and to buy the land from non-Jews. This is our idea, main idea. So the Israel Land Fund is not owning land, but the Israel Land Fund is helping people to find the right property if it's in Hebron, if it's in Judea and Samaria, if it's in Akko, if it's in Yafo, if it's in Jerusalem. And, uh, and then to help people to, uh, to maintain and to uh, occupy the property, if it's a building, or to grow their own olive grove in Jerusalem or in Israel, and they can stay, live wherever they want to live, in Miami or in Toronto, in Paris or in Moscow. Moscow. Um, again, the, the main goal is to buy the maximum land by Jews, the maximum land of Israel, not by passing the money to the Israel Land Fund and then the Israel Land Fund will become like the JNF, the Jewish National Fund, that collected donation from Jews and bought the property that become, property belong to the Jewish National Fund. So Israel Land Fund is not the same. The Israel Land Fund wants Jews to own property by themselves, private.
0: Right, okay, so I understand. So, um, you know, it's interesting, of course, as you're well aware, um, you know, a lot of the media representation of uh, of Israel, particularly last year, uh, with respect to um, the, the neighborhood, Sheikh Jarrah or Shimon Hatzadek, um really portrayed Israel as, a, I'm sure I don't have to tell you, as sort of an occupier who was attempting to evict, uh, you know, Palestinians from their homes. Uh, how How do you see that playing out on the ground? I mean, you know you're purchasing uh, or you're facilitating home purchases, um, but there's you know criticisms in the world media often likes to uh, to claim and and, uh, and and make allegations that uh, Israel's forcing Palestinians out of their homes. I mean, how how do you respond to those allegations?
1: Look, the property that uh, properties that uh, Israel Land Fund is uh, redeeming. It's properties that belong to Jews for some of them for over 100 years ago okay 90 years ago 80 years ago and there is no doubt who is the owner the the ownership is was being was was, was registered on jewish names some of them from the turkish time a lot of them from the british mandate time and uh, uh, nobody have an argument about that. The problem is, or what, or what you hear the last year or so from uh, uh, Shimon HaTzadik, what Arabs call Sheikh Jarach, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's something uh, not about ownership, it's about the rights that the Arabs want to demand on Jewish land because they moved into these Jewish houses uh, after 1948 when Jews ran away uh, from the Jordanian Legion, and Arabs moved into these Jewish properties and uh, we don't think it's a it's a it's an issue it should not be sorry a political issue it's more about a question of you know argument between a tenant and uh uh, owner of the property, Arabs are taking this Arab, are taking this uh, argument to political level because they, as I said before, they see it as part of the war or the battle on the future of of Jerusalem uh, and the, the battle, the the, the the struggle, the conflict today is based on uh, who is holding land and where Jews are living. Uh, and this is what we are facing at the last uh, uh, year, mainly in the area of uh, Shimon Tzadik.
0: Now, what are you seeing uh, opposition on the part of the the Jewish population in Israel, or is it uh, largely supportive? Is it seen as part of a as a, as you say, it's you don't see it as a political um, you know uh, strategy, but how is it seen within Israel proper?
1: Look, there are a lot, a lot, a lot of support to the Arabs coming from uh, international organisations, BDS movements, anti-Semitic organisations from Europe, and some from the states, and uh, and uh, this is what we're facing uh, most of the issues or most of the uh, demonstrations. And of course, there's also extremely left uh, organizations, Israeli organizations that are supporting the Arabs. Um, but uh, in general, what is important to say in Jerusalem, most of the Arabs, when you're talking about the future of their family, where they want to live, if they want to live under Israeli sovereignty, under some any arab, arab entity sovereignty they all not all but i will say close to eighty percent of them want to live under israeli sovereignty and if Jews are moving to their neighborhoods it's kind of a, a, a i would say a insurance a insurance certificate that less chance that their they neighbor that their neighbor neighborhood Will move or become sometime under the Arab uh, sovereignty because Jews are living there.
0: Right. Now, um, now of course, uh, one, of, one of the sort of the critiques there, um, you know, the, the West as I said, because a lot of the media uh, sort of outlets portray this as a very, um, you know, disputed land and sort of tend to uh, diminish Israel's legal claims to it. Um many people don't recognize that there are sort of two and a half million arabs within within Israel proper um there's really no uh opposition to a large and uh and dynamic uh Arab population within Israel proper. Why do you think there's been so much understanding or misunderstanding rather um that you know, the goal has been to forcibly depopulate. I mean, how did that misinformation come about?
1: Look, it's not misinformation. It's just a, it's a very typical hypocrisy way of uh, of acting by the leftists. They, they know the 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 the, the, real, the the real numbers. They know the 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 situation, the real situation all over Israel. But again, it's not enough for them. They want, they just don't want to see Jews living in some areas in Judean and Samaria and Jerusalem. They just don't want. They don't want to see Israel as a Jewish state. And see so why they are hiding this information that is, it's a public information. Anyone, everybody knows uh, the, the the numbers and how many Arabs living and where they live and. Uh, but if people will know the information and if people will know it's like the so-called uh propaganda about calling israel apartheid state apartheid state cannot uh, This is what we hear from our enemies from inside and from outside but how can mm-hmm. you describe a country as apartheid when you have a minister in the israeli government that is arab of course, when you are when you have when you have uh, the, the chairman of the Biggest, the biggest bank in Israel, Bank of Poalim, is the Arab. Mm-hmm. When, you have, when you have Arabs serving in the army, serving in the police, in high positions, what apartheid is, is it? It's a nonsense. Right. And it's no, hypocrisy. Absolutely. It's hypocrisy. And again, the information is well known. Everybody knows that. But they, again, they control a lot of the media in Israel and outside of Israel. And they have a lot of support, as I said, from, from EU and from e, uh, UN and from US and from all of our uh, uh, BDS enemies all over the country or all, all over the world. And their goal is to hide this information so they can continue promoting their propaganda and their idea that, again, the, 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 the goal is, as I said before, that Israel will not continue being a Jewish state. It will become a all-nation, all-religion, and not a Jewish state.
0: Well, so let me ask you a question. You, I was going to ask you actually about this, and you just mentioned that uh, you mentioned the EU. In past interviews, uh, not just the EU, the EU and the US and so on, in the past, you've mentioned um, there's been the purchase. This is a, a quote actually uh, um, from your website um, in the past, and it said, uh, there was a need to disrupt the purchase of Jewish owned land in Israel by hostile enemy sources. So um, it's well established There's a lot of foreign um, NGOs and foreign EU and so on support for a lot of anti-Israel uh, NGOs within Israel. Um, is there evidence that you know of that there's been attempt to um, sort of de-Judaize if that's the term, uh, the land of Israel from some of these NGOs to actually purchase Jewish properties and take them out of uh, Jewish control? Do you, can you: uh, Of course, call of course them we a have name? names.
1: We have names of companies. We have names of uh, uh, entities. Of course, we know, and we know where they are active. We know the numbers. We know the people. Just give you one or two examples. There is a, 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 a company called in Arabic, Majlas El-Iskan. In Arabic, I will translate it into English. It's the housing ministry. Okay, The owners of this company, it's a company, and listen, careful. The company is registered in the Israeli company registr- regi- uh, registr- registration. The, the, the owners of this company, all of them are from the PLO. Mm. And they get money, they get money from Saudi Arabia Fund. It's a, co- it's a fund called the Saudi Arabia Fund for helping the Palestinian people. This is the name of the foundation. And they get millions, millions, millions of dollars to buy property in Jerusalem from Jews. Now, we even know about purchases, transactions that were done using money coming from Saudi Arabia by this Israeli company and buying from Jews properties in Jerusalem. And is wow. there, is there, even, there are buildings that this company built already using this Saudi Arabia money. This is just one example. I'll give you another example. The Hamas. Hamas. It's a terror organization. At, at 2004 already, 2004, almost 20 years ago, they already started purchasing properties in Jerusalem. I'll give you another example, the last one. A private person, his name is Bashar. El masri Bashar El masri is a guy that was, when he was young, he was even in jail in Israel because he was involved in some terror attacks against Israelis. He left Israel to the state, got married with an American woman, and he made a lot of money. He returned back. He returned back a few years ago to Ramallah, and since then he's buying properties in Jerusalem, in Jerusalem, and he's building. He's buying from Jews and from non-Jews, but he have a he have a a, a a mission and he's not hiding it. He's not hiding his mission. And his mission is to bring much more as possible Muslims to live in Jerusalem, to make Jerusalem a city with a majority of Muslims. So I will ask you now, is it is it a, is it a after you hear all of that, can we keep this goal or this activity to the Israel fund to the Israel fund organization to deal with that by themselves no it should it should be a government Israeli government effort to stop it unfortunately because of political reasons we are, we don't see it and unfortunately even the JNF, the Jewish National Fund that was established hundred more than 120 years ago to buy property, In Israel, for the Jewish people, they are not doing, and they are not doing enough at least, to fight back this war uh, for the future of our people, of our nation, of our our, uh, Jewish nation in in, in Israel. And unfortunately, there are few organizations like the Israel Land Fund, like uh, the Jerusalem Redemption uh, Project, like City of David, but again, it's few organizations only, and being all of them being sponsored by private people instead of having a government money sponsoring this uh, these efforts
0: well uh listen i i uh I really didn't uh, realize the extent of the complexity that's uh, that's taking place on the ground. I think when a lot of people sort of read the news, um, even though supportive of Israel, they don't necessarily realize uh, just uh, quite how complex and how much money uh, is, um, you know, is at play here from a lot of uh, actors, uh, you know, hostile uh, to uh, to Israel, attempting to sort of change the, um, you know, the demographics on the uh, on the ground. Uh, R.A. King, thank you so much for your time today. Very much appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Robert, and uh, it's very important, whoever hears that, if you care about Eretz Israel, if you care about the state of Israel or the, or, the, or the land of Eretz Israel, if you care about the future, that this land will be a free state for all religions, by the way, but a Jewish state with freedom for everyone, you must participate in, 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 in these efforts to stop the Arabs buying from Jews and to help Jews to buy and buy more and more uh, land and properties, especially in Jerusalem, but not just in Jerusalem. Judea and Samaria, Jordan Valley, even in, in the Afro and Akko, everywhere.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much again. Much appreciated. Thank you. Robert. And that's today's edition of the Honest Report podcast. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to our alerts, subscribe to our podcast, leave a review. And if you like what you heard, please consider a donation to support our continued efforts. You can do so at honestreporting.ca slash donate. And until next time, thank you so much for listening.